This is Seattle's Morning News. Dave Ross with Colin O'Brien and Chris Sullivan. As you've heard, Justice Stephen Breyer is going to be stepping down from the Supreme Court. So I thought we'd call up somebody who knows a little bit about Justice Breyer, and that would be former State Attorney General Rob McKenna. A conversation brought to you by Madrona Financial Services, because you appeared in front of him how many times? Uh, three times. Three times. Attorney General. So, well, well, tell me uh, what it was like appearing before him, and what will you, what do you remember about your encounter? Well, I, I remember being briefed ahead of time about each of the justices and the styles of their questioning uh, during oral argument. And what I was told about Justice Breyer is that he was well known for asking complicated, multi-part questions that you had to listen to very carefully. And uh, I I laughed when I read uh, the New York Times article about his uh, impending retirement because they described his questioning as including rambling questions and colorful hypotheticals. So uh, I would say rambling is a little harsh, but they were complicated. And so I remember after my first uh, case in front of him that I'd had a question which I'd had trouble following. And I went back and read the transcript of the argument afterward, and I really couldn't understand the the question even then when I read it. So uh, I didn't feel as bad about it, and I did my best to answer it. But, you know, I liked him. I mean, he was a very thoughtful justice, obviously very smart like they all are. He does his, his homework before you appear before him, knows the law, of course, but also knows the record that the case is based on. So, yeah, I think he'll be missed. And uh, certainly as one of the remaining moderates on the court, he'll be missed. So when a justice of the Supreme Court asks you an incomprehensible question, can you say, uh, Your Honor, I have no idea what you're getting at. I mean, what do you do? <laughs> it's it's better not to say that you don't understand this question at all. It's better to try to to clarify it. For example, by saying, Your Honor, I take your question to mean or to say, do you mean specifically X, Y, Z? Once in a while, you get lucky and another justice will jump in and help. Or it's happened to me more than once you know, Justice Scalia or another justice will jump in and start an argument of his own with the justice who just asked the question. You can you can dodge the question that you were originally asked because all of a sudden they've just changed the course of the argument. <laughs> but, but by and large, you just do your best to answer it. And, and I want to be clear that most of his questions were perfectly easy to comprehend and were good questions. But once in a while, he would ask one of his famous multi-part questions. And I, I did share that experience. And I respect his overall approach to the law and to being a judge. He's practical. You know, he wants to write narrow decisions that don't constitute judicial activism. Um, And he is commonly seeking to write decisions that will achieve a broad majority on the court because he understands the importance of having more decisions with large majorities and fewer decisions that are five to four because – the five to four decisions over time can undercut confidence in the court. Yeah. So I, I liked his approach in general. I, I think of him as being somewhat similar to former Justice Anthony Kennedy, who's also a moderate, or former Justice Sandra Day O'Connor, who is a moderate to conservative. And I don't think he'll be replaced by a moderate. So we should uh, enjoy him while he's uh, finishing out his, his last term on the court. Well, in fact, President Biden has pledged to replace him. I don't know about what the politics will be, but uh, his criteria is an African-American woman. And lists of uh, very highly educated yes. candidates have been presented to that end. So 
Uh, let me ask yes. you what you. I'll ask you this question: What do you think about that? What do you What do you think about putting basically an an identity qualification on who the replacement will be? I know some will object to that, but uh, and that will include uh, some conservatives. However, I don't recall them, or maybe they did, objecting to Sandra Day O'Connor when President Reagan made it clear he's going to appoint a woman. Now, uh, other than some hardcore critics of Sandra Day O'Connor, I think the country is happy that President Reagan made that decision. It was t- long past time in the early 1980s to have our first female justice. So uh, I think it's long past time to have an African-American woman on the court. Now, being a conservative, I wish it were a Republican president appointing a conservative African-American woman. But as the old saying goes, elections have consequences, and the Democrats in the Senate have just enough votes to push someone through without a single Republican vote. And there are some very highly qualified African-American women judges who are apparently under consideration, including uh, a member of the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, often called the second most important court in the land, who uh, actually was a law clerk for Justice Breyer and a justice on California Supreme Court. I'm intrigued by a third candidate who I've been reading about, who is from uh, the state of South Carolina, who, unlike everyone else in the court today, did not go to Harvard or Yale for law school uh, and has a more diverse set of experiences. I don't think she was a Supreme Court clerk, for example. But, you know, my point is just that I agree with those who say we should have more diversity and life experiences on the court uh, than we presently do, because having everyone who's a Harvard or Yale grad and who is a law school professor, et cetera, that doesn't get us there. Former State Attorney General Rob McKenna. Rob, thanks very much. Thanks, Dave.